0: Banging on a trash can Strumming on a street light That little voice be calling me, calling me That little voice be calling me, calling me What's up, y'all? You guys remember that song from Hey Arnold? I don't know if you do. Either way, great cartoon. This is Nick. I'm a broadcast manager over here at Sports Pack 12. And this is going to be the launch of the Nick Bartlett Show. You may know me from the Sports Pack 12 mailbags. The Dane and Nick Show, Oregon Sports News, and a variety of other publications, but I'm grateful to be here today, and this is a Sports Pack 12 original, so do not forget that. One thing that I really want to stress is, we're all the same, and what I mean by that is look, I have an opinion, you guys have an opinion, and my opinion is no more valuable than yours, I just like talking, pretty much your run of the mill sports show just like every other show out there. But I may add a little tinge, a little twist, a little fire. You know what I'm saying? But seriously, thank you guys. Here to talk some pacto sports. Probably a little bit broader topic in general with the cancellation of the season. So we're gonna be talking sports in general. Thanks for tuning in as always. And without further ado, it without further ado, without further ado, let's get to it, baby. All right, guys, we are back. It is the Nick Bartlett Show, Episode 2. And it's been about a month-long hiatus here. Been a little bit. I had to figure out some other aspects of my life. And we may hop into that here in a little bit. But for right now, let's talk about Pac-12 sports. So I'm going to give you a quick rundown of the show, and then we'll get straight to it. So, most notably today is football coming back in November. Some pretty exciting news here on Saturday morning. Not sure when you guys will hear this, but as of Saturday morning... There could be a higher likelihood of football returning. That's pretty cool stuff right there. In terms of basketball, we have Wednesday's night NBA showdown. Whoa, that was weird. We have Wednesday's night NBA showdown between two former Sun Devils in James Harden and Lou Dort, and also in the basketball realm. Will the Pac-12 basketball season be held in the NCAA tournament pod type setting? And new to the show today, Bartlett's random topic of the day. It'll probably have nothing to do with Pac-12 sports. It may or may not, but you got to stick around for that. No freebies on that one. So, seriously, thanks for tuning in, guys. I appreciate it. So, as mentioned, we did have the month-long hiatus, but this will now be a weekly show. So, we had the mailbag questions before, which is daily. You can expect to find me once a week on Sports Pack 12. I'm not going to give you the release date. Stay tuned to the Sports Pack 12 Twitter. you like that shameless plug. <laughs> really it wasn't shameless. I'm just throwing it out there. But, seriously, guys, it will be a weekly show. Stay tuned figure it out, and I'll be around now. No more long breaks, at at least in the short term here. So let's get right to it. But before we start with the big news of potential winter football, we're going to switch up and actually start with hoops today. So with the talk of the NCAA and a bubble-type setting, the Pac-12 isn't interested, plain and simple. Bubble hoops, not going to happen in the conference champions. But this isn't necessarily bad news the conference is pursuing other options in regards to actually playing basketball this year. The reason the start date could change is because of the Pac-12 announcement with the Cordell Corporation. They're essentially a diagnostic testing company who will help provide daily and accurate testing to all sports on each Pac-12 campus. So the NCAA will be voting on September 16th for when to start the college basketball season. And November 25th and December 4th are the two potential start dates. So if the Pac-12 isn't going to partake in a bubble-like setting, How can this happen? While there are no specific... Well, (laughs) I love when sometimes you just like combine words, but let's get right back to the flow here. So while there are no specific examples given, hypothetically, the Pac-12 could create an NCAA tournament type pod. So what we're saying here is like a regional type setting where all games could be played and then athletes could return to campus. So my thoughts on this is I like the idea a whole lot. I think this makes a whole lot of freaking sense thinking that basketball probably is a better shot of functioning if most or at least all conferences adopt this tournament pod type setting. And to me, it just feels like a fair middle ground between allowing kids to live their normal campus lives and respecting the severity of the pandemic. Kind of a nice balance, which is very important, especially in a very interesting, uncertain times. And just a side thought for me, this is not official news, not like a Pac-12, no announcement. This is just kind of... Throwing off the random thoughts in my head, but could football do something like this in a multiple site location? So like, think about how high school teams play in the same stadium on the same day. Sometimes you get two games in the same district, you know, two separate fields. For example, at the college level, you could house two games a day, say at Stanford Stadium, two games a day at Cal, and maybe like a third location at a smaller college in NorCal. And while ideally this isn't perfect for football, but it could be a realistic option Maybe the best option we have, that's we're darn sure. But again, that's just hearsay, there say, where say, whatever say. In terms of Pac 12 basketball, we're not done yet. We're not getting a football just quite yet. So we've discussed the potential for upcoming season. But in terms of the NBA, we have a lot of Pac 12 alumni making a splash. And like in particular, as I mentioned at the top, the battle between James Harden and Lugent Dort was absolutely amazing. We should be calling him Lou Dort. And if I'm saying his full name, it's actually Lou But for all intents and purposes, people call him Ludor, baby. So what a cool showdown between the two former Sun Devils. Game 7 on Wednesday night, both these guys came to play. Well, maybe not Harden on the offense end, but he made an absolutely amazing defensive play to end the game. Yes, Harden in defense. You're talking to a basketball coach here who loves defensive players. Harden played some defense, at least give him some respect for a critical, critical, critical game-winning play you didn't see it, he kind of made the extra contest, blocked Dort's shot, and then Dort grabbed the rebound and tried to throw it off Harden's leg, and Harden actually jumped over it, and it was just a really phenomenal play. Kind of a side note, because obviously in the Game 7, no one really cares. You just want to talk about the winning team, which is the Rockets, and obviously they went on to take Game 1 against the Lakers, so doing some pretty cool things here, but on a side note on that game, Dort dropped 30 in the contest, and you all probably know what Harden is at this point. But door-dropping 30, he could become another very formidable ex-Pac-12 player, NBA All-Star type caliber player. If you don't know a lot about him, his defense is absolutely phenomenal. He can become a premier defender in the NBA, household name, that type of guy. I mean, if he's not there already, which he probably is skill-wise, this recognition will probably come with time. And I just think that the Pac-12 really made more talent in the NBA than people around the country realize. If you look at some of the teams right now, and I'm talking about teams with like, NBA title aspirations, there's a lot of Pac-12 blood on their roster. Toronto is four in Chris Boucher out of Oregon, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Arizona, Stanley Johnson, Arizona, and Norman Powell, UCLA. Dude, when I saw this, I seriously had no idea Powell was a Bruin. I used to play with them in NBA 2K all the time. No idea he was a Pac-12 guy. Hopping over the heat here, who may not technically have title aspirations, but... As of this week, I mean, they're a 3 0 on the bucks, so looking a lot better than I expected, that's for darn sure. But they also have three former Pac 12 alumni in Solomon Hill, Arizona, Andre Iguodala, Arizona, and Casey Okpala, Stanford, obviously in the Pac 12 very recently with Okpala. A- then if you hop over to Houston, who also has a 1 0 lead over here in the second round, probably the most notable duo of alums in Russell Westbrook and James Harden. And the group is rounded out by ex Bruin and Luke Mbamute. And ba- and we even got a bonus team. We got a bonus freaking team. The Orlando Magic. I know they're eliminated, but I believe, and this isn't in my notes, but I believe they have Markel Fultz, Terrence Ross, and that USC big man. Is it Vucevic? Rakisovic is the guy I was at USC last year. I believe it's Vucevic. Pretty solid player. So just a lot of Pac-12 blood in the NBA. I think, I think that maybe Pac-12 hoops may not get enough respect as they deserve. Just one of those things. But If you look at the NBA playoffs at the highest level, they're all over the place. It's really, really impressive. I mean, a lot more players than I'd expect at least. So to round out our basketball segment here before we hop into football, here's kind of some quick notes from the NCAA in kind of regards to the upcoming basketball season. Again, this is the NCAA in its entirety, not in kind of specific relation to the Pac-12. So as mentioned, Possible college basketball season in a bubble-like type setting. A potential location being considered is, Her- is a Harris Cherokee Center in Asheville, North Carolina. Talking about like big-time tournaments like the Maui Invitational, things like that. This kind of still has to be waited to see how this all plays out. Obviously, the vote still hasn't happened yet, so this is kind of just going to be a standby for now. Same with the Pac-12. Potential start dates being considered are November 25th and December 4th, and one thing to note, though, and this is a pretty, pretty important note. NCAA President Mark Emmert said, "We have to give the highest priority to the winner in spring sports. <laughs> spring <ports. laughs> uh, We have to give the highest priority to the winner in spring sports because they lost their championship last March, and obviously the NCAA tournament was canceled because of COVID-19. If you don't know that by now, you may be living under a freaking rock. That's pretty obvious. So to round out our basketball segment here, again." just a really cool night of the NBA action packed all of hoops could be in kind of like a pod type setting. And the NCAA is kind of debating bubble type settings and maybe even more in particular in regards to the mount invitational and stuff like that. So for football, let's hop over the cream of the crop, the big moneymaker in football the one that most people probably care about. I love hoops and football. Maybe hoops a little more. Maybe maybe a little, but I love my football too. So that's for the guy who beat me at Madden last night, 39 to 10. Bro, I got feelings too, man. What's up with that? So, all right, guys. Seriously, let's go over to football here now. So while there haven't been any definitive changes in regards to the upcoming season, there have been some rumors swirling around that I'm going to address here. So the most notable and hot topic before the breaking news of today is that the Big Ten may consider starting the college football season sometime around Thanksgiving. And a lot of people are now wondering if the Big Ten chooses to resume a football season. A lot of people are kind of thinking with the Pac-12 fall suit, rumors have been circling that the Big Ten is at least considering it, at least considering it. Again, not for sure. But I'm not saying that the Pac-12 is following them that a lot of people are kind of hinting at like. The Pac-12 is just doing whatever the Big Ten says. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think they probably have, again, very solid working relationship. And this is partially due to the annual Rose Bowl game. So the conferences do have a very solid relationship. And that is important to note. But that doesn't mean that the Pac-12 is just falling around the Big Ten. I mean, we have our own doctors. We live in a different part of the country. And with the pandemic-type situation, it's just... It doesn't make sense to follow someone from the Midwest. See, I mean, the circumstances are entirely different hotspot when this all happened a month or two ago was Arizona and Cal. I don't remember hearing hot spots in Michigan, Ohio, um, whatever else is out there, Wisconsin. Sorry mom, sorry dad, they're from the Midwest. No disrespect. But so I, I don't buy into that whole that Pac twelve is following the Big Ten. That to me just seems like kind of a bunch of malarkey for nicer worms here. Nicer words here. So again, I don't think that the Pac twelve is gonna hold a football season. But anything really, really is possible. And it doesn't necessarily matter what I think, because as of Saturday morning, and here's the breaking news, if you haven't heard this yet, this could really get your hopes up. But again, as of Saturday morning, Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott appeared on College Game Day and stated the season could begin in November or January at the latest. This change of pace is due to the partnership with the Quidel Corporation, who again can provide daily testing and get results back in 15 minutes. But again, With that being said, there's still many hard-hit regions in the Pac-12 in regards to the coronavirus. And while this is exciting news, I'm one who really prefers not to give people false hope. This is not definitive. Football season could still not happen. But if you're looking at the statistical kind of standpoint of it, there is a higher likelihood that it could happen now. So that is for sure. But again, do I think it's going to happen? No, but it is possible. And I'm not Larry Scott. And... What he says is probably a little bit more powerful than what I say over here. So again, for all you football fans out there, good news could be on the horizon. Could be. Again, could be. I don't think it's going to happen. So again, though, as I was kind of reiterating to here, or leading over to, there's still many hard-hit regions in the Pac-12 in regards to the coronavirus. Most notably in our conference right now is going to be WSU's Pullman campus. They're actually number six in the nation for new coronavirus cases, and that's a small town, and for me, obviously WSU has a reputation as a party school, let's not beat around the bush here, but number six in the nation for new coronavirus cases in a small town, this scares me for another kind of party-type school and conference at a school like ASU. They have a lot more people, students, just everything around than a WSU would. So if WSU's cases are rising to number six in the frickin' nation, what happens if this happens at a party school like ASU? What happens if it takes place, you know, UCLA, USC? They may not have the party reputation, but there's a heck a lot more of a people. So just very, very important to note that we're still in the middle of a pandemic here. And while Larry Scott did say that, Pullman is still number six in the nation for new cases. And obviously, guys, where students are, gatherings will occur Dude, you guys have been listening to my mailbag questions. You know what I mean when I say gatherings. People are going to be partying. Where students are, people are going to be partying, man. Come on now. So it just, it's still iffy. There's still a lot. But there's obviously not limited to Pullman. There's problems on other campuses as well. And we're actually going to go broader than the Pac-12 here. We got Iowa, Notre Dame, Alabama, North Carolina, Auburn, and Iowa State have all been in the news recently for a surge in new cases. And I just don't see how a football season is realistically possible, again, given the set of circumstances we're in. But if it does happen for some reason, if it does, gosh, Nick, why are you being such a Debbie Downer? All right, guys, I'm going to focus up, get serious here. I'm having a lot of fun. I'll tell you, it, it's been a little bit here. So another aspect to consider, though, is the quality of football. And we're going to start with kind of something that ASU head coach Herm Edwards said, and he addressed some topics and a couple other things earlier this week. So some questions he asked were, what if the offensive line goes down? What if the offensive coordinator gets sick? Those were kind of two questions I directly quoted from him. But seriously, you could lose the entire position group, the whole game plan changes. And Herm Edwards also kind of touched on some political aspects, which I'm not going to get into here. So just Herm made some valuable points though. If the whole offensive line goes down, how can you really consider this, you know, a fair season? This isn't like the normal injuries of football. This is a freaking pandemic, guys. So you got to respect what Hermiters is saying here. And other coaches around the country have chimed in and really just essentially stated that every aspect of football could kind of be affected. Some areas mentioned a concern could be conditioning, schemes, who can play, tackling, and play in the trenches. So if you really look at that in its entirety, that's essentially every single aspect of football. I mean and that's just a lot but one thing i want to know and here's where i can kind of be the positive guy a lot of people were saying this about the nba season like before the nba came back a lot of people were just like the quality is going to be terrible you're not going to be able to make a shot they're going to be out of shape blah 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 they're playing some pretty high quality basketball i don't know if you all have been watching the nba playoffs it's been some good stuff a lot of fierce competition a lot of close game winners a lot of pack 12 players (laughs) so seriously guys I think that these are all college athletes. Granted, they're not professionals, but they're going to be ready. They love the sport. They're not just playing college football for free. I mean, I guess they technically are. (laughs) Not going to touch on that topic. But seriously, guys, I mean, I got a lot of faith in athletes, got a faith in kids. They're probably a lot smarter than we think, we realize. And I'm thinking that for maybe the first week or two, the quality may drop off. But I expect it by week three, week four, it's just back to normal at that point. Obviously no fans, but everything else essentially back to normal in terms of the football and the actual field. So one kind of cool, notable stat though, and this was actually out of another conference, but a GPS tracking system who is testing players' top speed reveals that players' speed have decreased kind of because of the limited practice time. Guys who are running 22 miles per hour last year have yet to hit the 19 mile per hour mark this offseason. So essentially they're slower and three miles per hour slower. That's a huge difference for football. I mean, football, you're talking the difference between like a 4-3, 4-6. That's the difference between like a first and a fifth round pick. So, three miles per hour, that's a huge difference. That's a pretty big difference. So, a lot to unpack there, but this should really be interesting to see how this plays out. For me, in regards to football, I think I made it pretty darn clear. I don't think it's going to happen. I personally don't. But again, just Larry Scott dropped this news Saturday. So... Things could happen. This partnership with the Quiddell Corporation really just increased the chances of basketball and football coming back. So that's kind of going to be my little intro there. Did I say intro? I don't even I just made up a word. But essentially here. All right, guys. Smooth transition. (laughs) Let's hop over here to Bartlett's special random topic of the day. So as I mentioned in my introduction, guys, I'm not kidding when I say I'm just like you. The coronavirus situation affected me just as it's been all affecting all of us in different ways. My job was gone, so I had to go out there and figure out a new job. Very grateful for everything that happened. So I don't often talk about this, you know, because on the mailbag question. I'm more kind of focused on answering, you know, just providing the most information for your actual question. But it's my show now, baby. So I was working with an autistic kid before. Oddly enough, in my former high school, couldn't make these things up, and that job happened to disappear. So now I'm working at a Catholic school daycare. I don't know if they know I'm not Catholic. I actually have no problem with religion. Have a lot of respect for people of faith, whatever your religion or belief system may be. But I don't know if they know I'm not Catholic. But the one thing I've really noticed, and that's just been really beautiful to see for me, is girls and boys before they're brainwashed. It's like society tells us to be one thing or another thing. And what I've really seen with this in relation to sports is you throw a basketball out there, you throw a volleyball out there, you throw a soccer ball out there, Kids are kids. The boys are playing. The girls are playing. And they're playing hard. You're chucking like a hard pass volleyball, and a girl's catching it. And It's just so cool to see. Like, man, some of these little girls—they warm your freaking heart. They just, so they're just so—they're cute as a button, man. Like, they warm your freaking heart. The guys—they're driven. They're independent. Freaking awesome. And just seeing the collaboration. Collaboration is such a big word for such a beautiful topic here. Just seeing. These girls and boys play together with something so simple as a volleyball. Masks may be on, coronavirus, so I have to take their temperatures when they come in, hand sanitizer, all the other crap may be going on. But when you give a kid a ball, it's beautiful. It is magic. It, it It's, man, it's it just truly beautiful to see the sheer happiness. And it's like, Mr. Nick, we hit the ball across the street. Can you go get it? You go get it for them. You throw the ball over the fence. <laughs> And the guy's, uh, you know, it it's it just truly, truly amazing. And I just think it's really cool to see that in particular, kind of how girls are before maybe society tells them to be one thing. You really just see their athletic, their competitive nature. And that's something I really respect. And I was a former girls basketball coach at a very young age They're fifth graders. I'm on the boys side, uh, slated to be an eighth grade coach next year, but I didn't even kind of grasp that when I was coaching the girls. So just, Very, very cool to see. Um, That's going to be my random topic of the day. I'm I'm getting a bit choked up here, man. Those girls are seriously cute as a man. If that doesn't warm your heart, I do not know what does. So in conclusion here, football is looking more probable, regardless of what I may think. I think we've all heard that by now. But again, there is nothing definitive. Just hearsay as of Saturday morning, but things are looking a lot more promising than they have in a long damn time. College basketball could be held in a regional ncaa tournament pod type setting if i didn't explain that clearly enough in the basketball segment essentially think about the ncaa tournament you got like a regional out there in spokane washington you know you have like eight teams essentially all come in or 16 teams whatever it may be i believe it's eight for region they all kind of stay in separate hotels keep your distance that sort of thing so that's what i'm getting at here in the ncaa tournament pod type setting i think y'all understand that but i did kind of feel the need to elaborate a little bit here and kind of rounding up basketball. Lou Dort made it the potential to become an NBA premier defensive player if he's not already considered one. Ex Sundayville. And uh guys, I love working with kids. Just truly awesome to see the competitive, the competitive nature in both boys and girls. So thanks for tuning in. This has been the Nick Bartlett show number two. It has been a little bit enough of the fake enthusiasm. Alright guys, no, seriously. I'm actually pretty freaking excited. <laughs> not, not not nothing fake today, man. It's been a lot of fun. I'm out. Thanks for listening. And we'll go with the classic ending today. Cheetos and tuna.